Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Does the Big 12 want to miss the college football playoff here this season? We explain why that might be the case here on the Big 12 Watch. Also, a look at some odds for the Heisman Trophy and one Big 12 player at a skill position is very much climbing up the boards. That is Ollie Gordon. Look at his Heisman odds. Once again, the Big 12 Watch. I am your host, Josh Neighbors, here on Crystal Ball College Football, part of the 365 Sports Network. Make sure you all like the video. Make sure you all subscribe to the channel. And make sure that you guys find us wherever you get your podcasts. If you cannot watch the show on YouTube, always listen to us there. Uh, one note. So I told you all yesterday on yesterday's show and did the power rankings. So my computer is in the shop right now. Uh, luckily, I found my backup laptop that I had. The one thing is this HP laptop is not a workhorse. Um, let's see if I mean, this is not a Jason Bean type situation. This is not a Rocco Beck type situation. At backup, this is a Josh Dobbs, Arizona Cardinals type situation at backup. This is not going well. Uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, we're surviving here. But um, if there's anything that drops off, whatever, that's the reason why. Mac laptop, got to get that thing fixed. Make sure all the ports are good. Trying to improve video quality, trying to improve audio quality. So want to make sure all of that stuff is good. All right. So uh, just if you all see anything, that's kind of weird. You know, I look pretty pale in this as well. But just letting you all know, main computer getting fixed. So uh, hopefully everything sounds good. And right now it looks like we're all trains are running on time. So not knocking on wood for that. All right, let's get after it here on today's show. So I thought about this the other day. And on this Wednesday, we're also getting the Big 12 schedule. So I'm excited for that too. We'll have some more reaction during the day. And also we'll have some uh, on Thursday as well. But thinking about like the Big 12 season as it's playing out. And we've got one month left. We've got a bunch of teams that are five and one. The issue is there's a bunch of uh, the two teams that can actually make the CFP still are Texas and OU. And so earlier in the year, I'd said, you know what? Actually, I'd be okay if OU and Texas made the CFP. One of them actually made it because they're still a big 12 school, right? But I would say this, you know, the, the idea I was thinking about was, all right, well, would you rather have OU and Texas make the CFP or 
would you rather have two teams that are not OU in Texas in the Big 12 championship game, right? Because the, the case there is at that point, every single Big 12 team you know, has a loss right now. So honestly, the only teams that could make it are OU and Texas, right? We have not seen any two loss teams make the four-team college football playoff. And with that in mind, it made me think, all right, well, you know, you're probably not going to have a situation this season where that changes, obviously could, but is a big 12 two loss team, the first one in line. And the schools I'm thinking of, uh, you know, I know K-State's got two not very bad losses, but still they're not going to get in with those losses. Oklahoma State could not do with the losses that they have. I don't think Kansas, uh, you know, could either. I think what well, Kansas is the six and two as well overall, right? And they got thumped by Texas in one of their losses. So I don't think that these schools, you know, have what it takes in the two loss category to make it there. And uh, you know, even Oklahoma with one loss might have a tough time getting there too, right? So what will be better for the Big Twelve overall, getting a team in, or? Uh, not having either OU and Texas. Cause I mean, I, even if it's a situation where Texas beats a K state, like you're still not pleased with that, right? You still don't love Texas beating K state to get into uh, the, you know, the CFP. I would almost rather have a situation like we did in 2021, where it's Baylor and Oklahoma state playing in the big 12 championship game. And the reason why I think that's possible. Normally I would say I'd want a CFP team, but the reason I don't want that is because of this. TCU proved what's possible last year, and actually it was the help of K-State, right? K-State goes 9-3 and three in the regular season. TCU goes to the Big 12 championship game undefeated. They play an instant classic game. It does great ratings. It was college game day. Gangbuster stuff for the league. And TCU still goes on to the CFP. Not only did TCU still go on to the CFP, TCU won a college football playoff game. Right. So when you factor in that, you factor in what was accomplished last year, like the Big 12, if they didn't have a team in the past, it wasn't OU or Texas. You know, I'd, I'd be in some ways saying I don't want that, but mostly being like, man, I want a CFP team at some point. Right. It's been a drought. You could just kind of want a CFP team to get there. And at the same time, too, it's been an argument I've made a lot is that the league rotates who is good. For example, in 2020, we had Iowa State against Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game. In 2021, we had Baylor versus Oklahoma State with the Big 12 title game. Uh, the following year, we had TCU and K-State in the Big 12 title game. And then this season right now up top, we've got a six-way tie or five-way tie up top in the league. And, uh, you know, the teams tied up top right now, Texas uh, and Iowa State. I guess, well, I guess no. Yeah, I mean, everybody else basically is a repeat. Uh, you know, Oklahoma State's been, uh, OU has been uh, in, in the recent years. Iowa State, obviously, is a team I mentioned 2020. K-State, obviously, has been there, too. KU is not, and they're waiting in the wings. West Virginia is there, too. They've got two losses as well. But for the, you know, for the, uh, the above 500 teams, so it takes some work uh, to get there. So, I mean, if those schools get in, that's great, too, because it kind of rotates. But honestly, Texas making it there and OU making it there does make a lot of sense because, hey, this league has rotated pretty good teams and those schools have pretty good rosters normally in this league. So it would make sense, especially for Texas. Like it's, th it's their time. They built five and seven. They built, uh, blew a bunch of leads last year. They were eight and four. They were in the conversation, but let's be honest. Uh, you know, they, they put the heat on KU, but or on K state rather, 
But K-State, all they had to do was go and beat Kansas, which they took care of Kansas pretty easily. That back half of the season KU performance was not one that we'll be writing home about. Uh, it was not a fantastic performance from them. So it was really never too much of a push, but like they were still there at the end. And now they are towards the top, and it feels like roster-wise, this is their turn. This is their time. They should be doing it. Oklahoma, I'll be honest, guys, like to start off the year, they beat, they win the Red River game. Yeah, man, they're in this. But after the last two weeks, UCF and then the game against Kansas, the loss, they have not looked like one of the two best teams in the league, at least for the last uh, you know, couple weeks. Now, things can change, obviously. A big game against Bedlam this week. Uh, and so maybe they can turn it kind of back on its head and get heading back in that direction, especially with that schedule. But I think if we all had our druthers at this point in time, because of what TCU accomplished last year, you're actually okay if it's not them in the Big 12 championship because what you've then done is actually your league turned them back, right? Your teams turned those teams back, especially with the start they had, right? That meant that if you kept those two schools out, your league overall, I mean, unless there were injuries, and there is a Quinn Ewers injury, we do have to fact that in, but your league then showed its quality top to bottom by giving them L's and taking them out of it. I think what's most likely now is actually one of the two makes it, right? And I feel, I mean, the OU schedule feels easier, um, but the team feels worse, right? Like overall. Texas, though, the big lingering thing for them is the Quinn Ewers injury. So that's what they're trying to manage on their quest to make it to a Big 12 championship. Right? That's what they're, you know, that's that's what they're facing. Um, the good news for the Big 12 schools is that it feels like a lot of schools are coming on, right? Iowa State's playing their best ball of the year. KU rallied pretty well from their loss. Oklahoma State obviously had a monster month. Um, you know, West Virginia could bounce back as well, too. And these teams, you know, West Virginia is going to play Texas uh, or excuse me, uh, play Oklahoma. Uh, obviously, Texas has uh, some challenges left that they got one this week against K-State. They still have Iowa State left on the docket as well. We'll see if TC can find some kind of form to put a scare into them. But I do think like overall, if you're a Big 12 fan, because TCU showed they can do last year, um, you know, I think, yeah, you're fine with that. Like you, you want. Oklahoma and Texas not to make it. Now, if they do, I would root for them because look, they came from the Big 12, right? The Big 12 put out a, a, a school good enough. And, you know, I honestly don't think schools just cakewalk all the time. Like, I think it's good to play teams throughout the year that test you. Uh, it's not really good when teams arrive there without a test throughout the season. I think that oftentimes shows up in the end of the year. They were not tested enough. So you'd like a strong enough test in the interim to, you know, to make things uh, more challenging. Uh, obviously, or at least to forge it was what I think is a better team. But still, uh, you know, I, I think that the most likely situation is, you know, a, I don't know, Oklahoma State versus Texas type situation happening, especially if Oklahoma State gets a win this week, right? Let's just say it's flipped the other way and OU beats Oklahoma State and K-State beats Texas, right? If that actually happens, I mean, that that puts uh, that puts a really tough situation on Texas because Texas would then need Kansas state to lose twice at that point. Right. Because if they have the same amount of conference losses, uh, that thing is going to go to K state's direction in terms of a tiebreaker. So, uh, you know, that that's, that's where that goes. And Oklahoma state would still be a factor as well, but you can see what I'm getting at here with this type of situation. 
So, uh, you know, I think that's most likely your preferred K-State, Oklahoma State rematch, right? K-State versus Iowa State at Farmageddon, which we will get once. Uh, you know, Kansas versus, you know, Kansas to run the table to make this happen. Uh, you know, Kansas versus whoever, uh, K-State, once again, those teams will play. So it's going to be hard for that to happen. But I think it's most likely would probably be K-State against Oklahoma State. It'd be a rematch, right? Because we have already seen a lot of these games. Uh, or at least the hope would be for like those two schools to make it. Most likely, be one against the other. I think um, what we're hoping against is OU and Texas both making it. Now I feel like you know at the beginning of the week I was thinking, hey, I still favor that to happen. Uh, I'm starting to feel less likely about that. I, 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 the worm started to turn a bit. I, I still just feel like, especially on Oklahoma, my opinion's really starting to evolve on this. My opinion's really starting to evolve on what that team looks like because the last two weeks have exposed a lot and. Looking for them for that last second drive, you know, they would have lost to Texas. You know, there's a good argument, you know, that they, they well, UCF uh, didn't have them dead to rights. They beat UCF, but KU beats them and KU didn't play their best game. So I think that's what I'm tracking overall is where this thing is headed uh, with those schools. But I think the Big 12, because they had TCU do so well, would rather miss.